Welcome to The Cherry Picker, the horror movie podcast where we like to kill people, but not really. I'm your host, Zach Cherry, and with me is... Eddie of Edward is Truth. And today we're going to be discussing Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, without the the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> more specifically, twenty twenty two, the new one, which just uh, released on Netflix on February eighteenth, two thousand and twenty two, yeah. and uh, we just did our episode. It was the third episode where we covered the franchise, uh, a very mm. abridged, a very long abridged uh, version of all eight movies. <laughs> so this is the ninth movie, obviously, and. I don't, we haven't discussed this yet, um, because it just came out, and that's the fun of it, because we don't know each other's opinions on the movie yet, and you are very forgiving of this franchise, Eduardo, so. Sure. You are, more more so than I am, so I want to. I like four out of the original eight movies, and the other four. It's like uh, 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 I watched. Them. I think, but but as as a like collectively, <laughs> like you're you're very pro yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw. So why don't you just open it up and just just give us your, your basic thoughts? Like, wh- how did you okay. find this movie? Well, I have okay. I'm glad I watched it with someone. I had my sister with me, and we were just sitting on the couch, streaming it off, watching it on my TV. And I think we talked almost throughout the entire movie. (laughs) And that's the way to watch it. It means that's the way to watch it. I I sat through it again because I didn't take notes the first time I watched it the morning it dropped um, on on that Friday. And I watched it again in preparation for this to like take notes and just get it fresh in my mind. That was harder. And I don't want to make this a conversation about... The reception of the movie. I do want to talk about the movie, but that said, it's interesting to me because I feel like a lot of the people who like this movie, there are a lot of people who are just kind of like, I like this movie. And I've seen like, you know, drum dums and this and that, you know, creators and even just people who I follow on Instagram are going like, y'all are taking it too seriously. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just, you don't, you need to appreciate the blood splatter and the whatever, the, you know, the exploitation of it all totally, and the mindlessness. Yeah. And the and I've been saying that ever since the release of Texas Chainsaw 3D, which people kind of universally hate. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm, a, I'm, I was upset a little bit about that, but it, I'm glad I watched the movie again today because it actually kind of made me realize something um that said i know exactly where this movie falls in my ranking and uh i can tell you right now there's no i mean there's no spoiler uh it's smack dab in the middle like the four i like the four i eh, it's right in the middle because i could take it or leave it it's fine okay it's it's fine how about you well no that's very interesting because i i mean usually you're (laughs) you're either like Pro this, like, I really love this, or just like this was terrible. And I actually, I thought that you would probably be like, this was really good because you posted. You're just like, wow. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that was like, wow, or no punctuation, wow. just wow. <laughs> Owen Wilson, like, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, so I've seen it twice. I uh, I watched it the morning it dropped, and I was tired as hell. Like I'd been up for probably like 20 hours at that point and i'm just like you know what i i 
don't even i'm tired but i can't sleep so i'm just gonna watch this yeah. and i was like i hate this this is so fucking stupid <laughs> um, um and then there were things that i liked but then i did watch it again the other day and yeah. i don't know what it was but i actually really enjoyed it the second time around yeah. i was just like this is actually really good um not like really good i i, I shouldn't say that it's good. It's like a bad movie. Like there's, it's you know, it, it's yeah. it's basically on brand with the rest of this franchise. Like there, it's. It, I'm not a fan of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. I already, you know, was very transparent about that in uh, the episode that we did on that. Um, this one, I mean, I don't want to reveal where it would land in my ranking because that might be a video to do uh, somewhere down the line, but. Uh, I think like I, I definitely enjoyed it. There, there, there was a lot to mine from it, and you know, just so, just yes. especially like comparing it to the the other movies. And I feel like I don't want to like compare too much to the other movies because we basically already kind of went over those uh, in that episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I do actually, I do want to talk a little bit about the reception that this movie is getting because I, I do think that that that's a very important aspect about it because this seems to be like the movie where people are like putting their foot down uh and they're just like we are sick of the toxic fandom of just being like you didn't okay you didn't like something that's fine like you don't need to disparage someone else because of their the way that they feel about it and it's almost like and i don't want to get like just to kind of go back to Scream 5 and like we haven't talked about that yet and for anyone who hasn't seen it I don't want to spoil it but just like in terms of like what the commentary for that movie was on the toxic fandom you would think that people would be like a little more self-aware of just how they're like they're coming off because that movie really portrayed the toxic fandom of just like really weak pathetic people and that's exactly like what we are when we behave that way. And like, you know, I'm guilty just as much as anyone else of just being like, oh, you liked that movie uh, or you didn't. <laughs> Why did you like that? That's like the best one. I mean, it's. I think like maybe more so for, like my opinions on, on Halloween 2018, that's probably where I'm the most toxic. <laughs> but, uh, I, like, I, like, I, at this point like i agree with it like when people are just like look if you didn't like the texas chain or texas chainsaw massacre no the that's fine like there's there's a lot in this movie that's actually really well done that we're gonna get to here um but yeah it's a fucking stupid movie and it's almost like people forget about like what this franchise is exactly like i and i think we you and i have discussed this at, at some point before uh maybe not on any podcast that we've done um, of just how people have a misconception of what, or like, you know, who Leatherface is or, or you know, where oh, he yeah. falls within the, the, the scheme of like all of the horror icons, like the Michael Jason's and, and Freddy's because people are like, they see those three and they're kind of of a different ilk than Leatherface. Leatherface right, is right, right. a much different animal and it's if people go into a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie expecting a slasher, they're not going to get it because like Leatherface is not a slasher. Uh, it's just because he's been grouped in with those people, with like those yes. other characters, that that's why he's perceived to be like, you know, even like 
Pinhead. Because, like, uh-huh. Hellraiser, those aren't slasher movies. So I think just, like, people have this misconception of, of who Leatherface is. So a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie comes out, like, every five years, oddly enough. Like, or we so, haven't had a Friday yeah. the 13th in, like, in 11 <laughs> or no, 13 oh. years now. Um, yeah. but, but we just keep getting these Texas Chainsaw movies. And <laughs> people seem, I don't know if it's just, like, new <laughs> generations of people who've never seen them before. But it's, like, people just, like... I don't get it. Well, I, okay, this, uh, just to speak to like the context within the franchise, I, I had to try and ask myself and it, I had an epiphany as I was watching the movie today, mm-hmm. just kind of going like, like all the people defending it, you know, who are defending it, who are like, you know, kind of like standing on the ground going like, guys, come on, it's not that deep. And I'm just like, it isn't. Why is it bothering me so much? And I think it's because it doesn't key into my appetites the way uh, uh, the Texas Chainsaw 3D would... Because, I mean, it's it's so directly connected. Both of those movies, those sequels, are so directly connected to the original. There wasn't enough <laughs> tonally <laughs> uh, as far as, like, character, like, you know, like, character traits and things like that. And even just kind of, like, the levels that I look for, even in my, in my Leatherface, like, that, I, that like, I love that I get a vulnerable Leatherface who I can go, no, in that other sequel. In this sequel, I feel like appeals so much more to the tastes of people who are really into the reboots. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the visual style overall, I feel, is so much more aligned with the reboot and the beginning than it is with any other installment in the entire chapter, just in terms of like the way the camera moves through an environment. It's a lot more colorful, I will say that. There's no desaturated thing, but just like the dramatic stings of the score and the way that Leatherface, again, is like this big, lumbering, imposing force as opposed to like a sweet boy. Just like the way it looks more polished. Yeah. We talked about that where it just, it's more polished than like the grittiness of of the original. Right. Um, yeah, I, I I can see that because I was I was wondering about that too. Uh, just mm-hmm. with this movie, um, I I think that like it, this appeals probably mostly to like the people who like really want to see a gory, yes, like reboot or, or sequel or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, because I think that like th- this is probably. I mean, I did just watch all these movies and I've I've already forgotten. Yeah. But like this is probably was like maybe the most graphic or, or or violent like i i don't know you your memory is better with, with <laughs> <laughs> i mean the kills well this is the thing uh one thing that it doesn't have in alignment with like the reboots necessarily is that i really appreciate which i think is why i rank it above both of them is because i don't feel that kind of exploitative like so it's people in Texas out in the middle of nowhere. So they're disgusting. Look how they live. You know, like I don't need disgusting, that. Disgusting, but in a very like, like polished, like <laughs> well, like like yeah, like music video yeah. kind of yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it like, was a, a, a music video director. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. For that, that two thousand three one. Oh, Marcus Nispel, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But with this one, I feel like it felt a little bit more like people. I feel like. This director, uh, David Blue Garcia, has yeah. directed only other one feature called Tejano in 2018. I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about it. I know he's from Texas. I know that he took a lot of pride in the fact that this franchise is back in the hands of a Texan because Toby Hooper was a Texan. I believe Kim Hankel was also a Texan. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I thought, okay, cool. This means something to him. And again, watching it, I didn't get so, that so much the first time. The second, this second time I was watching it, I was just kind of like, oh, he's really the Texans. Uh, at a lot of the Texans at, at first sight can kind of seem oppressive and kind of seem invasive and kind of you know and and, and abrasive. All the sibs. And, um, what I thought was this time around, I felt like, oh, but they're actually working with it within the framework of this movie, they're actually kind of like working to protect their uh, livelihood, I guess, or their just their way of life. Because here, here come these like Gen Z people who are like, we're going to improve, you know, like your way of life here in That's Texas. That's kind of like the, 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 I guess like the theme or the, the, the message of the movie. Cause I, there's, there's like I, a social commentary and it's like, <laughs> it is like a little like heavy handed, but but it's kind of it's funny because like what I interpret from this is it's like we're canceling cancel culture, and <laughs> it's yeah. actually my favorite character of the movie. Surprisingly, oh, no. is, I don't even know his name. Uh, like the like the contractor, or whatever. oh the one Richter. that like he kind of redeems himself. What's his name? Richter, the guy Richter. who. Has the gun and, like, gets out of the truck and all that. Yeah, because he, Him. I yeah. mean, like, he's probably, like, the most developed character out of anyone. Like, all of these people are so, like, two-dimensional and basic. I think, like, of, of like, the main group, like, the uh, Lila, is that, like, the Elsie Fisher? Yeah. Character? Yeah. Like, she's yeah. probably, like, the only one that I really like. And, it, like, the the one who survives at, at the end anyway. By design. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, she seems to be the only one out of that car that we're supposed to like. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no totally. Um, and there's yeah. a reason that she's, like, and there's, there's not, like, and, like, there's this bond between her and Richter. I mean, it's not really, like, anything of spoken. It's just, like, she's she's not attracted to him, but just, like, attracted to, like, the fact that, like, he is so, like, everything that, like, this group is not. And that's why she's like, yeah. I want to hang out with these people. I'm going to like go over here and just like hang out with this guy who has guns, even though like I hate guns. Cause, and that's, another, you know, we'll get to the the backstory of her because I, I don't know how I feel about that. But um, okay. I, Richter I liked because he was the most fleshed out character, but he was also like almost like a, like a, a, a voice of reason or just like responsibility because like he was there like he took the keys from like the bus and all that and like you know that might be perceived as like kind of a dick thing to do but he was doing it because it's like you people need to be held accountable for what you've done here today and it's not like we don't really see the movie from his perspective it's mostly just through like the fucking like influencer group or whatever where it's just like we have to like get out of here and I would have rather seen like more so from like like this guy, or at least, like, you know, if maybe he was, like, the main character, I would have loved that better. Mm. And it just, like, we ended up, like, following him and uh, Lila or whatever. Like, those were the two that made it out alive. Sure. I mean, like, I mean, he mm. died. He had, like, a pretty <laughs> nasty death getting his, like, fucking skull. Yeah. Skull, like That's one thing I would life. say, like... Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I, I agree with you with what you're saying about Richter in terms of, I, I didn't get it the first time, but the second time around, I was just kind of like, I really like uh, the actor who played him, Mo Dunford. Um, I liked the work he did because I was just kind of like, there's an actual person there. And even though there are things about him that I don't, you know, agree with, yeah. I certainly wouldn't, if I were in a gas station and he pulled up in his truck blasting his music and had his gun sticking out of his pants, 
I would not, within earshot, openly criticize him carrying his, his weapon. I'm a little brighter than that. And that's like kind of like the first strike against this this Gen Z crew. And it just snowballs throughout the movie. And it, it did make me wonder, like, I'm glad you brought up the term so social commentary, because this, this wouldn't be the first movie in this franchise to attempt to make some kind of commentary outside of Splatterfest, gore, whatever. I mean, the first movie is not even gory. So take from that what you will. Um, but I, uh, I feel like you mentioned um, the backstory of because um, there's so much to say. I could literally sit here all night. Don't. But um, uh, li li <laughs> no, Lila. You mentioned the backstory for Lila. The only thing I can say about that is I feel like it was put in. You know, her her history with like you know the school shooting, and she has the 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 scar mm -hmm. on her like under her clavicle about her chest somewhere in that vicinity, and she's obviously you know, experienced trauma and she's still kind of like getting her footing back and talking about people expecting her to do something special with her life and all the people around her were the special ones. She was just kind of in the background. But now because she survived, there's all these expectations and all the eyes are on her and she doesn't know how to deal with that. That seems really cool and accessible. And I like the fact that Richter gets to hear that and gets to really like aside from listening to it he does he gets it he hears it he knows who she is and even though he's all like i'm a texan i don't like people telling me what to do and i you know this gun and everything like that once he finds out that she was a victim of a school shooting it's like god that must be rough mm -hmm. and i'm like cool like i like these people yeah um yeah. but i think ultimately the reason it was there because i don't i don't think it really needed to be there i think it was there to maybe contemporize the film even more kind of put it in our time mm -hmm. the same way the influencer thing like there's the other side of it like there's the yeah. so we're not completely demonizing i mean these gen well, every time, z people like, i hear about a movie and like the premise <laughs> is like it involves influencers i'm just like god fucking damn it <laughs> <laughs> but i mean in this case like in this case it's like they i mean like we i think th this might be the first time we actually got a texas chainsaw massacre you know despite like the title like, like this, there's a massacre with a chainsaw in this movie and i don't remember yeah. like you know a time in another texas chainsaw massacre movie where he really went to town on a on a group of people in one yeah. little like contained area yeah, the I mean the chainsaw has to be unearthed from its home in a, inside of a wall, but, but, but behind is it his? I don't even remember. Okay, is okay, it his well, bed I, or, I, I, I wanna. I, I, this is like the, the the biggest thing I want to talk about here with this movie. Because okay, please do. I'm, I'm the the uh, like the woman who runs the the orphanage. Um, Virginia, uh, yeah, Virginia. Who like on IMDb? It just says like Mrs. Mick. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like I, I, it's uh, Virginia Mick Cumber, uh, according to the the paperwork. After, but I look at her like I'm just like, is this kind of like a spiritual sequel to Texas Chainsaw 3D? Like, is that Heather? Because like, we know that, like, Heather <laughs> oh, and really Leatherface as well. Like, they kind of exist. In a like, oh my God. in a like a, a timeline that does not 
conform to like the space-time continuum yes. because Heather is Dear a 25 year old girl 40 years after the original yeah. so what's to say that like right. 10 years after Texas Chainsaw 3D she would have become aged, an old like, woman she just like became an old woman because she like she does whatever she she ages <laughs> at very peculiar rates so oh my god <laughs> I never thought I, about that. that like, okay, so this is this is what became of Heather and Leather. And, <laughs> and even with like okay, oh. so Leatherface. Uh just in yeah. with the we never like have a definitive age for, for him. Like like we know Michael Myers is twenty one in the original Halloween. But Leatherface, right. like, I'd imagine you know, if I watched the first I don't know what Gunnar Hansen's age was, uh in that first movie. Me but neither. I mean, like at the earliest, I would say he's probably like would be in his twenties. Um, yeah. It, it, just, just guessing. So that would yeah. so put him at least 70 years old in this movie. And this is not like, this is maybe another, I, I mean, I haven't heard anyone like gripe about this, but like he's <laughs> moving like, yes, <laughs> like a linebacker. Like he, I mean, like yeah. I'm half of his age and I've got like chronic, shoulder pain and she, like and like he was like i don't know he can take a movie. knife to the gut from yeah. sally who will get to and just like keep on going and everything like that some things sometimes he's supernatural sometimes like oh it's scripted that hurt you know like um but i i also have to point out the fact that like they seem to allude to the fact that he after the uh <laughs> The whole, all the events of the first movie, I guess Virginia collected him into the orphanage because that frame that they see when they go into the orphanage has a picture of a large boy or, or mm. teen, maybe, like filling, you know, behind the door, but f f filling it with the face scratched out. Yeah. And it says 1975 on it. So I'm like, how old was Leatherface in this timeline supposed to be in the first movie? Because he looked full grown man. That's what I got. I got full grown man, mm -hmm. but I guess because he had the, but he looks childish in the photo. And I, I, I guess it would make more sense if she's just like, he has the mind of a child and that's it. But they never go into any of that. It's all just kind of thrown. Yeah. And I feel like that is kind of the, the, the whole movie. Just like, yeah. But just you know, I, I want to like just touch on something that you did say uh, before when we did the the franchise is that yeah every movie Leatherface seems to be like the least um or, or just maybe like the the most peripheral or not the most but just like yeah sidelined very yeah. sidelined member of the family like it's always like there's always someone who I mean like Vilmer or the the Arlie Ermy character or like sure all, sure like sure all those. it's just like there's like, always somebody like, there's who always is the more prominent character and this is really the first time, really the first time that i can think of um again maybe i'm misremembering yeah, that leatherface is like like it's all leatherface like, like it's, it's basically like, like once oh yeah um i'm just gonna call her heather is taken out <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it, the movie is like he's the only villain and yeah honestly like that's yeah. i that's that's i don't want to look at it as a fucking a retcon of just like, you know, he, this woman collected him into her orphanage. That's where Heather and Leatherface ended up. I'm, I've decided. That's the, okay. that's the best way I can watch this movie and have the most fun with it. 
That said, I have to argue that he has, again, he as a character has more a kind of like an alignment with Tom Hewitt, Leatherface, than he does Bubba Jr., Jed, what, you know, what, take any name you want <laughs> and give it to him. Um, so I, I think that's another reason why I kind of like have a, a harder time kind of finding a way in. But, um, I do have to say, you mentioned, uh, the gore, and even though the gore is not something that this, that this, franchise was kicked off with Mm -hmm. um i did appreciate it like i screamed out loud when that arm that first arm inside the van of the cop got snapped in half and then he stabbed the cop with his own bone and then the other cop got like got a bullet and everything i I was just going what is happening and um i i do have to say i i still have a chainsaw thing the whole sequence with uh fucking melody when she's underneath the floorboards after he throws the sledgehammer at her and she falls through she gets <laughs> underneath the floorboards. And all of a sudden there's like this saw, like just kind of finding its way, you know, like toward her. Oh God. Oh God. I had a blanket and I tucked every inch of it that I could underneath my body because I didn't want the chainsaw to get me. And (laughs) my sister was laughing at me because uh, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. I was just like, this is not okay. This is not okay. Get down, you stupid bitch. I was really, really not okay. So, I mean, I thought that was probably the most effective sequence in the entire movie for me. Um, So the violence, I, I liked... A lot of the violence, got to say. Um, it's just the stuff that happened in between that I was like, I think I've lear- I'll learn with time to just kind of yeah. go, okay, just a few more minutes. Can we Won't s- take long. Can we, like, <laughs> getting back to the, the bus massacre, can we talk about that? Oh, boy. Because, like, talk about things that don't make sense. Nobody tried to open a window. I mean, other than... Uh, the, the one girl at the end. But, like, they're all, like, pressing against these windows. Like, we can see, like, every one of these windows slides open. i mean i get that like you know you have someone with a chainsaw that can do a lot of damage on this like narrow bus it's like i would expect like more people to have gotten out of that situation well i would have expected uh what was her name catherine fucking catherine the one who's just seen dante with his like face open and die right in front of her she doesn't even go catatonic. She just kind of goes like on autopilot back back into, but not even seeming to register any trauma. She just kind of walks back in and just like, shut the doors. And they're just like, why? What's happening? She's like, I don't know. Just shut the doors. And then she just sits there and lets the party go on. Doesn't tell anyone, not even the driver, like what's going on. Doesn't speculate about where the keys might be. And <laughs> Well, they know where the keys are as... because Richter took them. They saw him take them. Did Catherine see that though? I'm pretty well. I mean, like they would have. They it was right in front of everyone, so I'm sure that they would have. But nobody cared because it was just like because remember they're like, there's drinks on the bus. Like everyone, go have a good time. Like not, these people did this not another... give a shit. Like they didn't know what was going on. It was, no, even but like I, as I it was happening, that's another they're thing. Just, they're like, you know, taking. Their <laughs> but that was another down. thing that that like kind of bothered me again. Like and again, I know I'm not supposed to like look for the rational thing, but it bothered me just the fact that like Richter had the keys. He had an opportunity to give them to Catherine, who he knew was going back to the bus. He didn't know he was going to see Melody when he went back into the orphanage and met his grisly death. And then all of a sudden, there's Melody under the bed. Take the keys. I just, I don't know. It bothered me. thought it was stupid. And then I thought it was back on Catherine and on the bus. She still doesn't tell anybody 
what's going on as she passes back, stepping backward I mean, okay, like, into to be the fair, blue. Though, to be fair, like you've just had a severed <laughs> head through. This is after seeing Dante, but like you've had a, a severed head thrown at you. I mean, I've gotten to a point where not necessarily scared, but if I'm like really excited and like elated by something, like I can't speak, I can't like formulate. I'm just like, uh, 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 you know, like it's, you'd have to imagine she's that not that, even that's like a that, natural though. response. To- she's not even like that. She's just walking back like. This this is her. <laughs> it's just nothing. People so anyway, process I don't like it. trauma <laughs> in different ways. Just ask Jamie Lee Curtis. She knows all about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. Can we please, for a moment, touch on the fact that this chapter saw fit to finally bring back the character yeah. of Sally Hardesty? Okay. Minute 57 is when she finally makes her way into, you know, the town of, uh, what was it called? Harlow. Yes. So she's back in Harlow. She, she sees the, ma- the massacre already in progress. She sees two girls screaming at her the way she was screaming for help, you know, way back when. And her first impulse is to lock, lock them in the truck and just... Use them as bait to get Leatherface to come out so she can have her moment. And what does she do with that moment? She asks him if he remembers her. (laughs) He doesn't. She doesn't take the shot. He just walks the fuck away and she just stands there crestfallen, not doing anything. Respond to her either. Just like you're not even worth my time, lady. I know. Um. This, He's not even threatened by her. Yeah. He's not even threatened by her. I think that the worst part of this movie was the inclusion of, of Sally Hardesty. She did not need to be there at all. Or if she was going to be there, this should have been her movie. I mean, like, I'm not to, like, go back to what people were saying before where this was just a copy of Halloween 2018. But I'm just like, if you had done that, like, you know, if you had copied Halloween 2018 with Sally Hardesty, like it probably would have been a more fulfilling return for the yeah. character. Um, yeah. But but having said that, like, yeah, her her character is pointless. I feel like if they had just removed that entire story altogether, um, it would have been fine. And nothing against the actress. Yeah. Like, I actually thought, like, she actually really yes. looked like her a lot. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I liked what she did with it for, like, what little we did get to see. That's, um, that script did her no favors, but she... It, yeah. was solid. I thought she was great. I love but how I don't, she's like, I we first like her, introduced her and she's like, gutting a uh. pig. <laughs> like just, just has her hands all in its entrails and then the phone rings and she just like goes over and like sloshes some water on it and picks up her phone. <laughs> <laughs> and she's still got like blood like all over and she's like, hello, oh, touching no, no, her no, face. No, she's like, hard to see here. Yeah, whatever the they fuck called she her says. I don't care. <laughs> but I do have to say, like, as I mentioned, minute 57 is when she, like, gets on the scene. Minute 61, Leatherface runs her through with a chainsaw. Mm. That is four minutes of screen time that we get, like, her actual pursuit pursuit of Leatherface before he basically, like, I mean, even though she survives a little bit longer than that yeah. to shoot him and then finally expire by minute 65. Well, she's kind of like the left <laughs> of this movie. That is exact. That is exactly what I thought. She's like I mean, the suicidal, I mean, useless <laughs> hero <laughs> with a cowboy hat on, yeah. cowgirl in her case. Yeah. But dear God, 
that was that was really upsetting to see Sally Hardesty like kind of like demoted to the the, the lefty of this particular chapter. Mm-hmm. That that was a but little. I feel like even lefty, like, why bring her back movie, at all? Like got more to do. He, I mean, it was all self destructive, but yeah, he did more. He yeah. definitely did more. I mean, that's fine. Like, <laughs> I, and, and, okay, here's the thing. Just like <laughs> while we're comparing it to Halloween 2018, because like I. And here, here I go again being toxic uh, about that movie. But, like, <laughs> Laurie Strode, uh, I was just, like, we're just looking at, like, the only thing that ever existed was the the events of the first movie. It was just, like, she saw, like, three of her friends murdered and then ran across the street and was, like, fighting for her life in a closet. Terrifying, terrifying. We're not going to, like, take that away from her. But obviously, yeah. like, a 40-year trauma to, to, like, go on from that. Like, what happened to Sally in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Like, that is, like, the stuff of nightmares that would fuck yeah. you up for life. So I just, like, I I can see, like, Sally being a self-destructive person. Like, I can, I can buy that. Um, I didn't necessarily want to see the way that they handled her in this movie, but at least I, I could... You know, if I if I had to envision, like, where would Sally be in 50? Like, she's now a ranger. She's a Texas ranger. <laughs> yes. And yes. she's just she's just gutting pigs in this barn for fun. I mean, <laughs> I totally buy. Call. Right. I mean, I totally buy the fact that she would stay in Texas after what happened to her. Yeah. And I even buy that, you know, like, you know, she would wait 50 years to, like, finally come face to face with him or whatever. <laughs> But I, I, yeah, it, it was a little heartbreaking. I, I do, again, like, uh, the, the moments that did not work for me with this movie, though, I have to say, I could see what they were going for. Uh, it just didn't work. And one of them was <laughs> after her, you know, don't you even remember me? And he leaves. <laughs> and she finally shows up and f- fires her gun into him after he's walked all the way from the orphanage to the truck yeah. with the two sisters in it. And she sh- shoots him and starts doing this manic laugh. And I'm like, okay, I can see you're trying to allude to the manic laugh she did at the end of the first movie. This is She's not... Like, remember the, me the, now? The, <laughs> yeah, like, this is not the appropriate time. For the, but yeah. whatever. What? I, 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 that's just... That's why it's smack dab in the middle for me. It's just like, it's a movie where I just kind of have to shrug and go, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I mean, she's but, basically um, just... It, it, in terms of like what she adds to the movie, she's totally a, a Deus Ex Machina. Um, that's all she really serves, um, and it's like not even a very good one at, at that. Um, and yeah, like you said, like four minutes into her arrival back in town, it's like <clears throat> taken out. Um, yeah, and I guess yeah. like maybe they're trying to make a connection with her and Lila of just being like don't run like you know he'll haunt you forever yeah something. but yeah. just like maybe that would have been more effective if like you had made sally like more of a character in this movie and like did maybe like tried to form a like you know how we saw like lila and richter you know come together they could have done the same thing previously with sally rather than just like yeah. having her come out of nowhere where they're just like who the fuck is this woman i mean i th- i guess like we're supposed to believe that Lila does know who Sally is because she was watching the documentary at the beginning yeah. and was just like, whatever happened to her now? But it's still like, it's, it's so tenuous that it's yeah. like they're, they're, it, it was a lazy way to, to write it. And there's so many better ways that they could have done it. 
And they even tried to like punch it up with uh, Lila's exit in the movie. The fact that she's like in a vehicle the way Sally was being like, you know, carted away kind of against her will because it's on, you know, autopilot or whatever. <laughs> While she's, you know, out a moon roof watching her sister's decapitated. The second time I watched that, when, the when, when they're like opening the moon roof and she's like, ah, uh, like, so, and I just like, oh, they're just doing that because they need a, a reason to like have her pop out of the yes. roof and, and be like, yeah! Right. <laughs> I just really liked that that moment. That was, that was a... It was fine. I, I, I had already, I, it lost me. It lost me with the climax because the climax I really kind of checked out like when they end up underwater and Oh, I've face, got shit to say like, about that. Like <laughs> shoots out of the water like a whale <laughs> like, yeah. and grabs one of the, I don't even remember who's it was, doing what at this point. Like, I'm so checked out. Of like, I'm going to save you now. No, I'm going to save you. It was like literally like they, they did that beat so many times where yeah. uh, first it was like, Lila stepped in front of her to save her and then like Melody did and then Lila did again and then Melody they were just like really relying yes. on that like you know it's like the strode women just like each you know <laughs> like, but I mean <laughs> I, I will say this I will take uh the the uh, I will take 2018 Laurie Strode over 2022 Sally Hardesty any day oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um because I don't know something about it just seems like a little bit more we Organized. even got like there is a when when she was watching the documentary at the beginning they had like I guess they were like recording Sally like present day Sally and she like closed yeah. the door on her face and it was just like Lori Strode <laughs> not <laughs> but, doing um, interviews. Oh, I- <laughs> And I actually, I remember there was a point where I was starting to get over, like, you know, the, the kids in the car, uh, when they were kicking, they had just kicked Virginia out of her house, and she started to have, like, the heart attack or whatever, and she was going off to the hospital. For whatever reason, Ruth decides she has to go with her, and I didn't, none of that made sense to me. I was just kind of like, number one, why are you all dealing with this, like, like, right now, saying, like, you can't be here. Like, this isn't the way to deal with this. Like, call your lawyer, call the bank, let them know. Somebody's still, like, uh, uh, that's another thing about this movie. The whole thing, I don't know if it could have been prevented, but it didn't need to be agitated with them throwing a woman out of off her own property. Well, I think the thing, <laughs> it, it would have been prevented, because I think that, like, what Heather... Is, I'm just gonna call her Heather <laughs> for me, just, just for me. No one else has has to has to do that. Um, but she was kind of like the one keeping Leatherface at bay, like she because even when we see him at the top of the stairs for the first time, she's just like, "Go back in your room, everything's fine." Like her presence was just like the calming force that was just been like, "We're good here." Like you don't have like she. I don't think that like you know once she collected him, there probably was no incident. You know, like if we had the opening narration, it would have been like since 1974, there's been no. In, they're like they're, they might have done like there were there were eight incidents, but we don't know if they're connected or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I John like John Larroquette back. Yeah, yeah, I like to think that, that Leatherface would have been like living a very mellow life at this orphanage with oh, his, believe, his mother that. figure for that entire time. But like once she was taken away from them by these people, that's where it was kind of like, okay, now I'm going to, now I'm going to break this chainsaw, which has been in that wall for 50 years is what I'm going to assume. No, and, sure. And I, and I see that, but I don't agree with it. I feel like it would have been even more interesting if she would have remained alive. And if Leatherface would have just been kind of like waiting for her to go to sleep because Leatherface can't fight 
how he was conditioned, you know, like growing up to like protect the home because all of a sudden all these outsiders, all these walking meat puppets are, you know, like inhabiting his terrain. And for him to not be able to deal with that alone would have been a lot more interesting to me. Although I do have to say one thing that I really appreciated uh, that was thrown in the mix there that I wish I could have elaborated on a little bit more. Cause again, it's leather face oriented. I love it is the fact that like, as Virginia, uh, as Virginia Heather is dying, Granny Heather is dying in the van. I had to, I, my sister and I couldn't make out this one line she said. And I we had to go back and room. watch it. Yes, we yeah. had to watch it back with the subtitle and it was stay out of my room. And, and because it was preceded with something to the effect of, uh, Oh, I think it's because he I was trying it, but on it was, like her oh. dresses and like putting on her makeup. Yeah. That's what, what the, as soon as he arrives back at the house or the orphanage with yeah. wearing her face. By the way, that is like the most grotesque leather face mask out of like I they I really like that. They did a good job with like the appearance of Leatherface in this movie. It, it kind of like reminded me of um it was like I think his name is Clem from Buffy, like that the loose skin demon, <laughs> just like oh 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 yeah, yeah you know what I'm yeah. talking about yeah, you know what I mean? um, yes. Um, <laughs> that scene at the end when he was like, this is uh, what I was expecting when he like fell into the water when they thought he was dead was that the face was just gonna like stay on the surface, but it didn't. It went down with him. I'm like, that's such <laughs> yeah. a huge missed opportunity. But I guess they needed him to uh, have it on for like the final for the scare. <laughs> yeah. Um, that said, um, uh, just to finish the thought, he, she says, be the good boy I taught you to be. Yeah. And and that's the first line. Then she says, stay out of my room before she dies. And I just love the fact that, like, she 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 normalized him, you know? Like, yeah. she 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 taught him to be just a good boy, and boys don't play with... And, all that. and so there's a, there is something to his um, identity, to the fact that it's not just the fact that, like, he wants to put on dresses and, like, wear faces and stuff like that, but now the fact that... She's expired. He cut off her face. He's wearing it. Mm -hmm. To get real revenge in his mind, he has to wear her face, but he also has to, like, yeah, I wish he would have worn a dress, but he could have put on, or just a robe or something, and, but he's putting the makeup on it and everything like that so he can actually kill as though he's her because that is a Leatherface trait, like, to put on these different personas yeah. and kill as yeah. that persona. I loved, I loved that. I wish... The movie had keyed into that a little bit more because that's something that's been missing for a long time yeah. from a lot of these movies. So I mean, that's that. like they're. I mean, at this point, I feel like they should just stop trying to make like not only like make Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, but stop trying to reboot them. Like, just pick a pick a timeline and just. <laughs> like we don't need a, like this whole thing to be requeled every five years or every 10 years or, or whatever. It's just like, you're just doing the same thing and making the same mistakes anyway. That it just, and, but, but like with the little nuances of like, well, this is Texas chainsaw and this is Texas chainsaw massacre. And I guess like the, the first Texas chainsaw massacre is the Texas chain space saw massacre. Um, and then every movie subsequently is, just chainsaws one word. So the, the 2003 movie is actually the only one that's called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. So yeah, like there's, yeah. there's, I mean, every one of these movies is the same title. It's just like a different way of presenting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that said, I do have alternate titles for this one. Do you want to hear them? Um, I haven't prepared any, so you go right ahead. Okay. I have three. Um, the first one is 
Welcome to Harlow. Can you go? <laughs> the other one is because, you know, people get eviscerated in this. Evicceration. Because they evict, you know. Yeah, okay. And my favorite is just an allusion to uh, the song that they play in my favorite Texas Chainsaw sequel uh, 2 when Leatherface first makes his presence known is Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. And the first thing I thought when I saw the bus was Dead Man's Party bus. And I like that. I, I think it would be Dead be People's Party just to be politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah, you know what? For the Gen Z and everything like that, what a dead, dead person's party. <laughs> dead person's party bus. That's actually really funny. <laughs> yeah, I concede. Before I forget, I did want to, um, I guess, kind of like retract something that I said last episode because I know you were really ah. offended by this. <laughs> because I said that you were the one that chose Ready or Not as the, the the movie that we're doing for the episode. I don't know why you would be upset about that. It's a, it's, it's a great suggestion. Uh, better than uh, one that you've got coming up for us. Um, but the tr- and I, I wasn't said upset. That you chose I just it. said no. That wasn't the case. I said that you chose it, and you didn't like the fact that I made that up. And it's I just true. said we, no. We I went didn't. Back and we looked, we looked over our notes, and I did. Yeah. It. So I'm a liar. Um, that's all. I'm gonna say to that, and we're going to move on. Actually, I have a correction too uh, that I want to make because I mentioned that the actor who played Tony in Ready or Not uh, was in one of my favorite Mystery Science Theater 3000 episodes. He isn't. I did the research while I was watching the episode back and I was just kind of like, oh, I didn't look that up. He just looks so much like him. And I looked it up. He's not. It's a different actor who just has a very similar look. But so I'm like sorry you, to that actor, like, Hank Zern, I think. You Zerny. have a lot of conviction when you speak about things, so I'm sure nobody would have like known anyway. So basically, well, you're a good liar. he ever watches. <laughs> I don't like that. But <laughs> um, uh, one other thing that I can uh, address uh, with this movie in terms of like uh, things I like is just there's something about even though uh, I didn't respond to a lot of the aesthetic of this movie, but one aesthetic it's purely the aesthetic. I don't I, I don't know if I like the way it was used, but the whole idea of these dried sunflowers like you know just dying in the sun and just like feel a field of them and everything like that i kind of dig that the thing that kind of like tanks it for me is uh it looks like a green screen when his little head with the mask on it that you like pops up i i I looked i I don't know if it's fake but it looks fake to me to, to poop and that's what a lot of people on the internet famous. were saying i no, i like because that's kind of like that's the poster or like I, i'm pretty sure it was on a poster for the movie one of the posters um, yeah yeah but it, no it bothered me that like that we got that and then immediately cut to him like walking it's just like that seemed like a shot that you should have held a bit longer because it was like where is it? it's like where's leatherface like peekaboo i'm right here uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i i, I like the sunflower feel because it was it was something uh distinctive about this movie um one thing i I will say that uh, I, I really enjoyed was the score um, and the composer. Oh. I, I'm not sure who it is, but they also scored hereditary, but uh, Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Like, because that's something that I'll notice is, is like how the movie sounds. And I, and I really like that. And the, the, it's actually available. I was going to buy it. 
probably still will. I, I don't know. I might wait. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like we don't talk about the like the music and movies or just like the composer. Like, it's just one thing that we always forget. I mean, like we, we mentioned it with, with Marco Beltrami in, in Scream, uh, or actually we might have forgotten it, but um, it. I try to be mindful of things like that. So like on a production standpoint, I mean, even though you've said that this movie, you know, does look like, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the reboot or the requel trend. Like, I still think like aesthetically, like it looks good. I'd rather watch something like this than Leatherface Texas Chainsaw three, which is just like the most like (laughs) drab, boring, like it just looks like it was basically filmed in a backyard movie. Yeah. And there's there's no particular vision like attributed to that. I can give you that. It's just it's just not the thing that I come to this particular franchise for. But that's okay because I again, like I said earlier, I think the the appetite that this the our appetites that this movie is satisfying other chapters that people might favor that I don't particularly favor. Mm-hmm. Um it's satisfying those ap- those same appetites and um that's why I would never like, you know, tell anybody they're they're wrong for liking this movie or for enjoying it or like i mean i enjoyed it i did have fun i did scream out loud i did uh enjoy the kills uh for the most part i didn't i mean again like a, a lot of people survived a lot the fact that <laughs> dante basically the way the rapidity if that's a word with which his blood started to coat the floor Mm-hmm. After his his like uh, Leatherface hacked into him, how do you get up from that? Well, you can what I bleed out that, and ultimately <laughs> that kill or just like that that scene or attack. Or like, yeah, how we're, yeah. Like, we're gonna classify it is that it was kind of concealed. Like we didn't actually see the damage until way later because it had the That's it true. was the swinging door to the kitchen and like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. saw like the the cleaver go down. And then the door closed and then like we saw the door open, swing open, and he was kind of like all woozy and trying to like, you know, (laughs) get his balance (laughs) and then comes like, you know, tumbling out falls uh-huh. like and he's backwards he's 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 uh tumbling backwards and then spins around but falls down before we actually see his face so then all we see is is that shot of him lying on the ground with the blood uh pouring out and then it's not until after when he comes um uh, just kind of uh, hobbling out that Richter's like, hey, boy, what are you doing in that house? Or whatever he says. And then he like <laughs> kind of lifts him up and then you see for the first time, like, ooh, that's pretty gnarly. Um, so uh-huh. that was done effectively. Like, I don't think there was no, like, they made very good use of, of, of the gore and just like the reveal of it. Um, I, it, it, one complaint okay. about it would probably be the, uh, like in the bus when they keep cutting to the screen, like the Instagram screen of just like, that looks so fake or whatever. And just like, I don't want to see that shit. Like, show I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, social commentary, yeah. but like very blunt in your face, just kind of like, see what you do folks. Yeah. And it's like, all right, whatever. Um, but I, 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 I'm glad you brought up the, the benefit of like the kill, uh, with Dante. Cause, um, one of the things, one of the places I felt it that I'm actually just kind of like realizing now, uh, I didn't notice it the first time. I noticed it this second time was when, uh, after, when Richter first sees him, he's just like, what were you doing in that house? You know, gets all territorial and I'm like, oh God, here we go. But what I liked was 
immediately once he realizes something's wrong with Dante, he's just kind of like, hey, are you all right? Mm-hmm. He falls down. He sees his face is open. <laughs> he just holds his hand and they even close up on it. And you hear, I, I didn't, I couldn't really hear it, there, uh, but I read the line while, he, while he's gripping Dante's hand and just like something, something to the effect of like, don't let go of my hand. Don't let go. Don't let, just, just yeah. keep. And yeah. you just see Dante's hand drop and everything. And I'm like, okay, see Richter, like, I, I, it was so much easier to see it all from uh, where any of the residents of Texas mm-hmm. were coming from the second time. Even down to the first guy who got introduced, the um, the one who ran the gas station and sold right. the little chainsaw right. screw, uh, uh, corkscrew. Uh, corkscrew, thank you. Because you don't um, actually need to... a corkscrew for champagne. No, you don't. But <laughs> What does he say but... when, when, uh, when they leave? Because I didn't. Hear that he line. says, um, "He says, gentrifuckers," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, and I couldn't hear it the first time I saw it, and I'm watching it with the subtitles the second time. I'm just kind of like, "Oh, I get it now." Yeah. Okay, everybody in Texas sees them as gentrifying this particular well, and neighborhood then, um, and starting a cult. Yeah, because Richard and, says to yeah. "What's her face?" It's just like sounds like a cult to me. Uh, what's, yeah. what's her name again? Ruth? Ruth, yeah, she's just kind of there. The I understood girl. why she. I mean, I thought that they established it well, like why she got into the 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 police van is because they they needed to have Dante and Melody there because they're the ones that were running the show. She was just kind of there to be like supportive. But why did anybody need? To, no, why did anybody need to be in the van? Because I was like, okay, yeah. you've done enough damage, being really, really rude, going onto property that you don't know I whether it's it yours. So, it, like it was, it was oh. just like because she felt really bad about it, and then it was sort of like, okay, and this is the like with with Melody, like ah. just a very like highly reactive character that just like it, it, like she just exacerbated every awful situation in the movie that yeah. i feel like maybe as like a friend of her or just like the the fiance of her business partner would know like god you are you're fucking this up for it just do your thing and i will cover for you like that that's kind of more <laughs> so what i saw like as we like go through the movie and see like because melody is so like impulsive like even like as soon as they get there and they get out and and lila's just kind of like looking around and just kind of like taking it in for the first time and like right off the bat melody like starts getting really aggressive she's just like we're yeah. just trying to find a place where there's no violence or anything like just like, hey like <laughs> yes. step off there that made like, me just, laugh yeah like you need to like relax and this and is a yeah, chance for like people before, to start fresh somewhere one. without the violence and the madness. Yeah, and she, <laughs> yeah, she's always sorry. instigated, like with what she said to Richter at, at the gas station and, and all that shit. So, yeah, strong contender uh, for, for <laughs> um, that actress. Oh, I did God. recognize her. She was uh, in, well. Her name's Sarah Yarkin. She was in Happy Death yeah. Day to You. To you, the she was yeah. one of the uh, I don't know the character's name. She was like one of the science uh, yeah. people making the the thing. Yeah, the I like her. In the lab, yeah. And, and again, like with the Sally Hardesty of the movie, like I really, really like this actress, and they, I feel like the script did her no favors. Like she was erratic as fuck. She was. She seemed to be the most selfish, like a uh, 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 mindless, reactive, just. 
uh, 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 self-righteous person who you would never want to know just because, I mean, it's, it's, uh, they tried, uh, even just like trying to make her, I wonder if there are people who find her sympathetic by the end because I don't. I really, uh, the fact that she gets shot. She was the one that was dragged out of the the car and... uh, (laughs) Decapitated. Yeah, rather that's than, better. Rather than Lila, I would have been. Yeah. I would have been more upset if it was the other way around. Um, but the, I think the thing that like pissed me off the most with her is at the very end when they defeat Leatherface. Um, she has his fucking chainsaw, <laughs> and yeah. like I said, you can do some serious damage. Like you fucking like run that through his torso, you can split him in half and be done with him right there. What does she do? She fucking takes it and like. Up swings it into the air, so it just kind of like nicks his like chin or something, which sends him flying backwards into the into the water. And then the, she, of, of course, does the th- the stupid thing of just dropping the chainsaw and and leaving it there. But just like you had the opportunity, like you could have even decapitated, like you could have done so much with that in that moment because he was already immobilized from getting shot and just teetering on the end of this this water fucking. Pool. I don't know what you would what that is in the. I mean, anyway, I don't know. Yeah. That's another thing. It's just like it felt like kind of like like again a Tom Hewitt thing, mm-hmm. Leatherface. Just because wherever he goes uh, uh, under the floorboards, there must be like dampness yeah. and wetness. <laughs> and I just I there was no reason uh, that I can think of because also she was under the floorboards in a different section. Of the house, and I uh, maybe maybe there's some explanation. If somebody's watching this and wants to explain it to me, yeah. uh, Edward is I truth on how, Instagram. I, DM me. I love how like <laughs> the, the remakes like this. They always go for that sort of like because I mean in, in Halloween Rob Zombie, it was the attic yeah. crawl space. Um, so now here it's like now we get into <laughs> yeah. the board. So it's always like that was like a very popular trait, and you know how I feel about the the last 15 minutes of Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like the, this was at least paced, uh, like a little bit better. It moved along I mean, briskly. I mean, yeah. If you're not, if it, I, I only want to watch it with other people from here yeah. on out because I think I will have the best time watching it alone. Is and, and watching it, especially after watching it alone once, watching it alone again. I, 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 I. Did you watch <laughs> through the credits? Yes. Okay, yeah, because there is an, an end oh, credit scene. God. Which is basically like nothing. There's a button. Like nothing. Yeah. And a, a Marvel button <laughs> at the end credits where basically he returns to the site of the original house. And it's, and okay. Oh, you mentioned the score. This is one point yeah. where I really want to bring it up because I noticed the score never more so than during the end credits yeah. when it was just kind of, you just kind of got all the shing, you know, like all of the I like the, sauce I like the way that like the that. I really appreciated it. With that kind of yeah, like the blue. Yeah, cool. I associated that with the director because his name is what, like something blue something. <laughs> He's just like, I really like <laughs> I, I, blue. It's, it's my name, so I'm going to make everything. David like Blue Garcia. Yeah. Yes. It's David Blue Garcia. Garcia um, I mean, it, it reminded me kind of like of movies like in the late 90s and the early 2000s, you know, that were all like, look how, look at our opening credits and like what we're doing with them. Look how they're designed or our end credits, whatever. Like, you know, movie's not over. Look how cool. It's like a great screensaver. I like Well, it. I mean, because that's, cause that's like sort of what they do. They would have like an extended credits of just like the, yeah. the, the actual like credits because 
it was cheaper to like produce a movie and like how because this movie is like an hour and uh hold that thought I oh it's it short thought. yeah it's not it's not that i don't it's know it's less it's than 90 sh- minutes i don't know if it's the shortest but less yeah that the end credits yeah. will like will bring it into the full like <laughs> feature length. I think like the biggest offender of that, like while well, speaking of early 2000s movie, and I want to, we should cover this sometime, uh, is Darkness Falls, which I think oh, like, yeah, I the, run, the actual like runtime proper of the movie might be like 70 minutes long, but then they have like Ooh, a sweet. 15 minute end credits. <laughs> to just get it to the, like the, the proper time to classify for like, like, a, like a theatrical release. So I, I like think that's that. it. Like they, they realized <laughs> they knew what they were doing. It's just like, well, let's just like zhuzh up a fucking like end credit scene. So we can justify having a movie that's only, uh, 80 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 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 shit. Uh, Oh, but okay. So end credits. Then we reach the button. The, ha- the house, okay. the Sawyer house. Do you think the house is standing there? No. <laughs> I think everybody's dead. I because because this is I, the thing. Maybe, I thought maybe true... they would have done like a Halloween Kills thing where it's like there's a gay couple living there and they've they've renovated the shit out of it. Cre- yeah. cre- <laughs> I mean, they could have just like gone to the actual house and just it's a bed and breakfast now. Just yeah. kind of let it be a bed and breakfast and make a movie about how he gets it, fights yeah. for it, and gets it back. Actually, I that think... would have been more interesting. That would have been yeah. more interesting to me if it would have looked not exactly. Like in the same state as it was, like the morning that Sally Hardesty ran away yeah. from it, you know, with like uh, the hitchhiker just kind of slashing at her back. Like that's what I saw when I saw the little path that was leading to it. At least it looked like it. I don't even know yeah. if it was the actual house. But the thing is, what bothers me is if it's setting up a sequel, it, it, it's it's not a sequel I want to see. I mean, if they make one, yeah. I'll see it. Because if they okay. make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm going to see it. Honestly, when was the last time they made a sequel, though? It was the fucking, the Renee Zellweger one. Because, like, every movie that we've had since, it just, like, it started, like, it reboots, and then it goes backwards. So it's, like, Jessica Biel, 2003, well, and now we're going to go back to the beginning. But now we're going to do the Texas But Chainsaw, Chainsaw 3D, 3D is a direct 3D. sequel to the first it's a, movie. It's, like, it's a, no, but yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a direct sequel, but it's still, like, it's still uh, qualifies under the, the new, requel New timeline. Turns. Yeah, new timeline. New timeline. Yeah. But then from there, they just go backwards. Because this is a sequel to the original as well, but it's a requel. Right. And, right. you know, if we're following the pattern, then the next movie will be a prequel again. And I actually, someone actually had to tell me this because I brought up, I was just like, I don't know why they didn't just make a sequel to the 2003 one. Like, why did they have to go to the beginning? And they're like, well, probably because he got his arms, like, chainsawed off. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) That's how little I pay attention (laughs) to these movies. Um, but even though I was thinking, like, well, they, they can just give him, like, a like a mechanical one, like, Vilmer's, like, leg brace. In oh, the- Jesus. They didn't want to make the same mistakes that the franchise had already made. They wanted yeah. to make all brand new ones. All I'm so they made the beginning. Like at this my point, opinion. My at, opinion. At this point, <laughs> it's just, like, they should just know historically where this franchise goes. And they should just, I mean, just... Maybe they should have killed Leatherface at the end of this movie. Because all they could have simply done was, like, now we're going to make... The Texas chain 
saw, or, or I guess this time, like, they don't have a lot of options left. It would be, like, Texas chain <laughs> saw, like, with a space between the chain and saw, uh, without the the. Um, and that would be, like... Texas just, chainsaw kills. Yeah, re- exactly. Just whatever. Just, we're just going to re- requel it again. And it's funny, because, like, coming coming off of Scream 2022, is that, like, it, it just in terms of, like, the requel rules that were explained to us in that movie, like, this, this basically does everything. It's, like, it's got to be about a new group of people who are, like connected to the legacy characters and we're gonna bring them back and and it's and it's like but no one's safe um so yeah i (laughs) i i mean oh i thought of one other thing yeah that's why like this franchise for me it's just like it doesn't it it just keeps rebooting itself that i don't Mm. it doesn't offend me like i just watch them and i'm just like okay that was stupid um or or whatever but (laughs) you know i can watch it and i'll probably watch this again and i'll watch it alone or with people i mean i have all of them uh on my shelf behind me um even though like there's some i might never watch again uh one specifically (laughs) but um but i mean you, you never know i mean you could always come up again and be like oh i guess i need to watch that Mm hmm um the uh uh shit i was gonna say so much and i don't remember any of it no um um in terms of just like uh like what it attempted to do as far as following the requel rules and everything like that like i guess it did that and and it is what it is and again like i said I, i you know what it's my own fault for manifesting because i said in our last pod discussing this franchise as long as it isn't the worst of the franchise, in my opinion, which it is not, yeah. I'm going to be happy. So I'm, I mean, I'm not happy, but I'm not livid. Yeah. I'm fine. I mean, but, but I'm like you. I actually like this one better than 3D. I might have to watch 3D again just to make sure. But um, I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like there's, there's more. It's it, like, it's stupid. But I think maybe it just yeah. comes down to the fact that like Texas 3D is so stupid because I compared that. Yeah. I said that Texas 3D was the Halloween resurrection of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. You disagreed with that, but that's what I when I look at that and I'm just like it's not it, obviously it's not the worst of the franchise, mm. but it's just like that's that's kind of like the shock there that it's not the worst, that there are actually worse movies in the franchise than Texas 3D. For but me, the thing that charms me about yeah, and the thing that charms me about it the most, and then we'll get back to this movie in just a second, but the thing that charms me, I think, the most, I had a lot of time to think about this too, yeah. is the fact that it seems to, it seems like for me, Texas Chainsaw 3D was like the filmmakers kind of like looking at everything about the Sawyer timeline yeah. that had come before and kind of like, giving little nods here and there even to the inconsistencies and to the to the stupidity and you know because i don't think it's a good movie i don't but i enjoy watching it and i and and it feel and also like i think i said in our other pod like it felt like it was made with love this one it's not that it wasn't made with love but it also feels like kind of like all-encompassing of like the franchise at large oh this one feels like it was there was pressure put on them to do things to like fall in line with what was you know expected of this type of movie in this day and age you know to 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 follow in line with with your halloween kills and your scream 2022 like yeah that said there's also a great deal of allusions to other franchises that i noticed uh that or things that just Things that just echoed other franchises for me, like moments that made me think about other moments, and none of them 
really kind of like we're done <laughs> on par with the original. Like I thought, I mean, and again, I'm not saying this was all intentional. I'm not claiming to have any insight. I'm just saying it occurred to me. Um, like when Ruth is like climbing out of the driver's side window, all I could think about was Scream 2 and how suspenseful that moment is and how not suspenseful it is when Ruth is doing it. And um, then uh, like when uh, fucking Melody is in the closet hiding and she shuts herself and then he's like opening it. And I'm just kind of like, this feels like an allusion to Halloween, the OG Halloween where, you know, he's like going through the closet and everything like that. There was, oh, oh when when they're on the bus, and he chainsaws through the bathroom door and looks through it to see um, the sisters. I expect full on expected him to go. Here's Johnny, and here's even, um, Baba, and even <laughs> whatever his name is in this timeline. But what um, are and even the fact. Uh, okay, uh, he was Bubba in two. He was Junior in three. He didn't seem to have a name in Next Generation. He was Tom in the reboots. He was Jed <laughs> in uh, 3D, and then he was Jed, but also uh, he had another J Jackson. name. Uh, Jackson. The, Jackson, when yeah. he was in the uh, fucking, yeah, well, Leatherface. And, and in the first yeah. one, they just called him Leatherface. In the first one, he was just Leatherface. Yeah. Yeah. That was all they called him. Yeah. And he was the only one who had a name. Imagine but, like, um, Michael Myers just, like, having a new name in every sequel. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Is it like but Michael that, Aubrey he had a, Myers, he had a, or, or is it Audrey? <laughs> I never Aubrey, heard. Audrey. That, or, and then it just starts jumping around, like start giving his name to other people, like Michael, which they do in <laughs> Halloween 5. But anyway, uh, back to this. Uh, another thing that felt like a, 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 an illusion, kind of. It just mm-hmm. it gave me a familiar feeling was, even though I mentioned how much I liked the way it was employed for Leatherface, there was something about... A uh, 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 man with the head, with the brain of a boy, who was kind of like inhabiting this, you know, like his mother's uh, uh, visage to kill. That felt very psycho to me. Yeah. Spoilers for Psycho. And <laughs> even at the end, when he returns to the house, it yeah. felt like they were trying. And I'm not saying they were trying to allude to it, but it felt like they were trying to have the same impact of spoilers, folks. End of Psycho 2, when the Bates, let's just say, when the Bates Motel is open for business again, and everything seems to kind of be the way it was. That seemed to be the same feeling they're going for, like, and he's back at his house. Maybe that's what and they should like, do for the next can- movie, is, like, have Leatherface, like, put, be like this this grandmother, like, just in, in this... <laughs> This visage of a grandmother and run a bed and breakfast at the old. <laughs> Actually, farm. run a bed and breakfast, <laughs> and then and just slowly like, kill just people. Like that... Looking like the big bad wolf, like dressed up like grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that. <laughs> I mean, they That's may as well. I mean, this like, is a, a like a like a little Red Riding Hood uh, homage with the the Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> Right. The, the, this is the thing. Bottom line for this movie is, um, while I don't hate it, and it's, it probably seems like I have endless criticisms for it, I do have to say, um, I'm, I, I'm actually particularly glad that they keep making them because it's interesting to see. <laughs> and the more distance I have from this movie, the more I'll probably come to appreciate its place yeah. in yeah. the franchise, in the saga, <laughs> just because <laughs> the chain saga. But, um, just the fact that, it's like you get to see everybody kind of take their turn at bat. And, well, what does the franchise mean to you? What kind of movie do you want to make? And this one 
is is cute. And I <laughs> and I I honestly don't know where they would go from here if they make a direct sequel. Okay, if they <laughs> reboot it again, if they re requel, okay, I'm gonna go. I I I don't need it to be something that it isn't. But that doesn't that that said, there seems to be this kind of pressure from a lot of the people who were you know going like shrugging, just kind of going, eh, it's fun, it's whatever. For if it means. If it means something to you, let it mean less. And the thing is, this franchise actually does mean a great deal to me. Mm -hmm. And um, for better or worse, you know, I'm there. I'm married to the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre franchise. And I will take what it offers and um, and I'll talk about what I like. And I, But I get to talk about what I don't like. As long as I'm not being toxic about it I, and as long as I'm having fun, which I feel like I don't feel like either of us have made the other one uncomfortable in this <laughs> exchange. You know, I'm not like going, not Zach, what the it. fuck are you doing? What do you mean? Dead Leatherface? Blah, 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 blah. Halloween Resurrection? My yeah. I mean, no, it's fine. It's like, <laughs> and if this isn't your, your cup of tea, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, that's the you thing. Well, and we'll just say it like that. You know, if you are a person or a fan of, of horror and you don't agree with someone's opinion... That, I mean, yeah. that's the funny, like, because I see this on my comments all the time. And, you know, um, you know, I try to respond as much as I can. But it's like, you know, people will be like, how could you, like, rank this below that? Like, this is, like, I'm so surprised at that. And just like, well, then take that as a learning experience to understand that your opinion is not the be-all, end-all. And that there, that there actually are people who see things in a different perspective. And yeah. that's because that's what I do when, like, you know, you tell me or like anyone tells me like oh well i actually think that this is better and like rather than just being like a foul mouth little twat about it like offer <laughs> your argument like just be like this is why yeah. don't just be like well fuck yeah. you i hate you because you don't agree or validate me <laughs> and it's yeah. funny with with this movie in particular and you and i because i thought it would be the other way around i thought that you would be the one that was just like, yeah, Texas Chainsaw 2022. And I was going to be like, eh, yeah, I kind of hated it. And I mean, like, because like, on the initial watch through, I'm just like, oh, fuck this movie. And, th and then on the second time, I'm like, eh, fuck this movie. And you're here, like, you're just like, it's in the middle. And yeah. like you and you say that with just like, it's like, it's fine. Um, yeah. But it's just like, it, it just, <laughs> what I take away from all this is that I actually liked it better than you, which is yeah. a surprise to me. <laughs> um, because I, this is not like a movie that I like particularly like. I, like, it, it's there and I'm yeah. fine with it. I, I mean, I think that we're still like on the same page with, with where it sits for us. But uh, I, I, the surprise is that it does sit a little higher for me because I do think it's better than Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah, that's just a uh, a difference between you and yeah. I, and that's just what yeah. makes you you. But and maybe, me, me. but maybe that's just because I've canonized this as being the the sequel to Texas Chainsaw 3D. <laughs> just think about it. She <laughs> aged twenty five years in forty, and then she aged fifty years in ten. It's just you know, just they're in they're, they're caught in like a time vortex. <laughs> And that's exactly, again, like, that is why Texas Chainsaw 3D works for me, because of my headcanon. Yeah. I made it work. I <laughs> didn't have as much prompting me to make this one work, and that's fine. Yeah. But, uh, and also, again, like, uh, decisions, I mean, uh, like, not even decisions, but uh, opinions, they shift. I mean, my ranking... I doubt it will shift, but I, who knows? I But I do, one thing that I 
feel confident about is even though I don't think this movie is going to move much because yeah. I really do dearly love my top four. Like I love them for what they are. Oh, yeah, but just, wait, let this, me remember. It's one, two, I'm not in specific order, but one, two, next generation and 3D, right? Yeah, not okay. in that order, but yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what yeah. my top four are. Yeah. And um, the, so, I mean, the fact that it's going to follow that, that's probably going to always be true. But that said, I feel confident that uh, in the future, I, I probably won't watch it for a while. But the next time I watch it, maybe I will watch it alone yeah. in a year or two. And maybe I will um, kind of just, just laugh to myself about how dumb it is. Because yeah. it is dumb. I mean, it, I, I think can't, the fact that I you can't... did, that you, you did watch it twice. Well, we both yeah. did. But I mean, like, that's... Because, I mean, and I... I think that that should be a standard for anybody who does like reviews for movies. Um, you know, mm. even if you're like professionally like do this as a critic or if you do them on YouTube or, or whatever. Um, yeah. I think that like you should, cause I've seen people been like, do like, what is your process? Do you watch movies like a second time to just see if like you missed anything? They're like, nope. Once I see it once, like whatever that, like my feeling is, it's not going to change. I'm like, fair enough. Like some people are very yeah. like fixed in what they're, impression is of a movie but like for me i i mean it definitely like worked in in favor for the movie here of, of watching it again but it's just like i feel like sometimes you have to go in with whatever your like initial expectations are and then see it and then go back and just maybe even after hearing like yeah. other people's insights about it or just like how they perceived it and then to take that into consideration and watch it again and to see it like that's i mean you know it's not always a fun thing to watch a movie twice like in such close succession with uh, with each other sure especially if sure. it's not a movie that you particularly enjoyed all that much the first time but i yeah. think just time, but in totally. terms of fairness because i mean like i would never like tell a person you shouldn't watch this movie or just like this no I, like you know right. like everyone should have the opportunity to just like go in and, and form their own opinion about something if i know someone like if you like if you came up to me and you're just like do you think that i would like um like halloween kills i don't know and i'd be like right, right you right. eddie like um i don't even remember how you felt about it but but you know i'd just be like no I don't think <laughs> like um that's fine if you know a person and and could at least oh, yeah, offer sure. them a thing if they're coming to you and asking an opinion. But I wouldn't just right. like, go out there and just be like, because I mean, like that's how like these movie critics like make a living is just to be like like Siskel and Ebert just going on there and just being like Friday the Thirteenth Part um, uh, Four or like the final chapter, like yeah. thumbs down, like this is awful. Why do they keep making these movies? And you're like, you're not actually like like speaking to the people who are watching these movies because like you're speaking to an audience who like primarily isn't going to watch these movies anyway. So you should be looking at it by someone like, okay, who would enjoy this? I need to speak to them mm -hmm. on their level. Just mm -hmm. being like, you know, if this is the kind of movie that you like, I mean, like might not be as like great as like something like, it's not going to be like, uh, like a Halloween 2018, but you know, I, yeah. I think that if, if that's kind of your, your jam, you'll enjoy it. So that's why I think like, it's just, do everyone a favor and if you're going to talk about a movie like explore it to the the best of your capabilities in, in the shortest amount of time possible or however long it takes you to to formulate your opinion about it because it's yeah, not um, fair so it's, i would never tell someone to not watch this movie like specifically no yeah. i think if there no. was one movie i would tell people not to watch something like human centipede or some shit like that because that's just 
disgusting. <laughs> um, well, that I wouldn't even tell people, because that's the thing. I don't tell people not to watch movies, but I do, if they want to know what to expect. Like, walk softly, that's all I'll have to say. You know? Yeah, like, spoiler free, but I'll just, yeah, try to give them, like, a phrase or even just, like, kind of like a description of, like, what is the subgenre of horror? Like, what ca- yeah. what do, what boxes does this check off? Like, is it going to check off a gore box? Is it going to check off a suspense box? Is it... Because I have friends... uh, That's another thing. It's like the people closest to me in my life do not share my opinions about most movies. (laughs) And, um, like, I mean, some friends of mine, like, full-on hate movies I absolutely adore. And it doesn't draw a wedge between our friendship. It actually becomes a point of, like, you know, where we can tease each other. But, um... That said, uh, uh, you mentioned uh, something that reminded me of uh, something a personal hero of mine, John Waters, once talked about comparing the world of cinema to the world of, uh, you know, like subjective art, like, you know, galleries and things like that. And he said, like, like in the art world, if everybody likes what you do, then it's worthless. You know, like you have to, oh, it's, it has to be personal. It has to only reach kind of like a subset of people for it to be interesting. If people, if there's like half the people at your art show don't get what you're doing, yeah. you've succeeded, you know? But in the art of cinema, or not in the art of cinema, I mean, just in the business of movie making, you have to convince the masses that your movie will satisfy everybody. It's got everything, you know, like... And that's why well, I mean, see, t- like, I, I'm this. following the, the Instagram for Texas Chainsaw and it's just like they're posting all these stories of like people being like 10 out of 10, but like none of like the, the right. of, like eh, two out of 10 or whatever, <laughs> so it just, which I mean, like it makes of sense. Course. It's like you have to like on a business standpoint, like you have to sell your movie as being uh, yes. the best thing. And I mean, like going back to Jamie Lee Curtis, like we've seen her in in the way that she promotes uh, these Halloween yes. movies, regardless of how you feel about them. Um, like she is like their biggest champion, and I still don't think she's yeah. seen any of them all the way through. But that's a, that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. But it's funny that you, the, funny that what you said or the the John Waters quote because I thought of something even like funnier, just The Incredibles, when everyone's oh. super, no one is. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, it's interesting because also you said something that brings up for me um, responses to movies after the initial viewing. Like, obviously, like this one, it took two. Like, the second one I did appreciate. I, well, I've noticed things a lot more. But even after I saw it the first time, I felt kind of sealed in my opinion about it. And in a weird way, like, I started thinking about the other requels. Like, I thought about Halloween Kills a few months ago. And the first time I saw it, it blew me away. And the second time I saw it, I was like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. To the point where it was like, wow, I really don't think I enjoy this movie very much. And I've seen Scream twice. And, the new one. Um, the new one. The new yeah. one. Scream 2022 in the theaters. And I I loved it so much both times, but it's so dense. Uh, and we won't get into it, but it's just so dense that I don't know how I feel about it yet. Mm-hmm. It's There's too much to react to. Yeah. With this movie, it was so simple. I felt like, 
I know this movie. I, yeah. I get it. I know exactly how I feel about it. And then I watched it again. And I'm like, I know how I feel about it, but I do like that. Yeah. And I do like that. Yeah. And I do. Actually, I just thought of one more thing that I actually like is um, just, it was just a small moment, but it's something, there are a lot of small moments that I responded to positively. Um, it's when Melody is hiding under the bed and Richter is making his way up there and Leatherface is hiding behind the door. And she slowly moves her foot to push the mirror so he can see that Leatherface is hiding. That was suspenseful. Like I, in a movie that I may have criticized uh, after the first viewing for not being very suspenseful, that was an incredibly suspenseful moment that I was really grateful for. Yeah. And I think the more I revisit it, I, like I said, it probably won't move in my ranking, but I'll probably I come to appreciate like, more of it. Yeah, like I, we all have an ego when we when we watch a movie, especially for the first time. And I think like, you know, w- once we, you know, like if we're able to just kind of like leave it at the door and, and watch the movie that way, we'll, we start to see it a different way. And that's, that's why it's good to like get your initial viewing out because, you know, I definitely did love Halloween 2018 the first time I saw it, but it was like each time I saw it, I was just like, oh, okay, I like this a little bit less. Um, but <laughs> I still, I, Still like the movie. I, I definitely prefer that over this one. But I think that it's 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 a learning lesson for sure, and especially just like with the uh, the reception that this movie's getting as well. That you know, it, it it could be a learning experience for everyone, and just you know, understand the genre a little bit better and the 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 fandom. Which are we, uh, or that are we? I don't know. Can't speak English. Let's get to the cherry picker. Okay, so last week we reviewed Ready or Not, and uh-huh. I chose Charity, Ladomas or Ladumass, uh, as you've uh, Charity, uh, yeah, given them the Ladumass, the, the, the moniker of, and you chose Alex yeah. uh, Ladomas, and uh, let's see here on Patreon, <laughs> we've got a vote of uh, I think it was six to three uh, for Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Instagram, 133 to 78 for Alex. Uh, this is wow. Not for me. And, uh, <laughs> and on the, the cherry picker on the YouTube community tab out of 200 and actually, let's just update that so we get the exact number here. 262 votes. Uh, 74% said Alex Lodomas. So you have won your first cherry picker. Who are you going to, who are you going to pick? Or do do we have anything else to say about these characters? Because I, I I feel like we should revisit it. it. There's so many people to thank. Um, no. Well, let me just, let me just read some comments because there, there are some comments here. Ooh, Um, okay. Sweet. Whale Wolf, uh, said, I actually liked charity. High key hated Alex. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. No, it doesn't. I like Charity too. I thought she was interesting. <laughs> I don't like like I don't support. I don't support her decisions. Yeah. But uh, again, we uh, like we've already established. If I like having you on screen and I like what yeah. you do when you're on screen, you're interesting. I probably won't kill you. I think the thing for me though is, I mean, like I maybe it's just like my attraction to to toxic men, and it's just like Alex at the end there is just like this is a this is kind of hot. But you know, <laughs> what I know, I know. you oh, knew 
knew, you knew who I was when we got into this. Uh, <laughs> Ghostface said, I'd say the mom, but Alex, if it has to be one of these two. Um, oh, the mom. I mean, she turns pretty lethal. So that yeah. makes sense to me. And uh, not to sound dumb, but who is Eddie? Um, well, I mean, if you watch or listen to the podcast, you would know who that is. <laughs> I was riding high, and now just oh, I'm leveled off. I, but that's okay. Yeah. It's it's, imp- it's important to remain humble. Um, that said, I'm very very grateful for my win, and that means I get to pick first. You so, do, dear God. All right, this is going to take a minute. I'm sorry, because the person who I believe deserved to die the most in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 is Melody. And I'm just, I'm curious to see, like I said earlier, I want to know how many people sympathize with her toward the end, because I do not. But I just, the absence of tact and the fact that, um, here, I'm just going to read some lines of hers uh, that, that, that make my case <laughs> Get comfortable, me. we're going to be here for she, a while, people. Yeah, we're going to be here for hours. No, she... Um, <laughs> She's in the woman's property. She's in, you know, Heather, Virginia's property. And she tells her to her face, handles it with the least tact imaginable and and no business savvy whatsoever. The bank reclaimed this property months ago. You're not supposed to be here. Um, Doesn't let the lawyer handle it. Doesn't cover her ass legally. No, and also, you can't be here. There are shelters for the elderly. You'll be safer in a home and better taken care of. She just met this woman. A woman your age shouldn't be on her own. That's a direct quote. And then um, later when she's talking to... Yeah, Yeah. so then later, and and also presuming that she knows better what this woman needs than that she just met, so fuck you, because she's in the way. She's in the way of progress. And then later to Lila, she tells her, you don't know what you want, when Lila wants to leave. Mm -hmm. And she says, I know that you need me and you can't take care of yourself. That was a fuck you moment for me. I was like, I don't like this character. And then um, I think there might be just like one more. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, and, okay, so just the point that, like, she's all over the place, she's sitting there grinning like a fucking Stepford wife at the auction, <laughs> like, you know, like, going left, she even does this horrible thing I fucking hate, where, uh, I think it's called Brady's Brunch, like, you know, uh, 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 gets the high bid on, yeah. a pro- on a piece of property, and she's just kind of like, and, uh, so it goes to Brady's Brunch, that's great, I love brunch. And then she just moves on. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hate this person. And then when she all of a sudden decides, oh, wait, I can't handle the guilt because the woman who I had evacuated off her own property that I still don't know whether it's hers or ours um, has died. And I can't I'm going to I just auctioned off all the property and now I'm going to walk away. And now my sister, who said just moments ago that she wants to leave, I'm going to slut shame her. and I'm going to tell her we need to leave. You have to come with me. Fuck that bitch. And I don't I don't think, even though I like the actress, I don't like that the character gets to wield the chainsaw uh, at and the end. And she doesn't even know in, what to fucking do with it. No, and she doesn't even know what to fucking do with yeah. it. And I can't yeah. so for all of those reasons, I can't and more. There's even more, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep you. So yeah. that's my choice. Melody. All right. I'm gonna go with Dante. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and 
I mean, for a lot of the same reasons of just like, because these two are, you know, kind of just really douchebags, um, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if it all boils down to it. But he, okay, and this is this is very interesting with Dante because he sees the the Confederate flag and he wants it removed, but not for like the reasons that it should be, <laughs> but because it's going to upset the investors. And he, I mean, he goes into the house and he can't get it. And he's just like, we have to get that down. And then finally, like Richter gets it down and he's like, here's your flag or whatever. And what does he do? Oh. He just throws it on the ground. He's like, someone clean that shit up. So it's just like, it was never about, like, it, it was never about, like, this, like, the symbolism yeah. of it or anything, or just, like, what it meant to him or, like, you know, how it affected him. It was just like, this is bad for business. Like, get it out of here, sort of thing. And then it's, once it was taken yeah. down, once it was taken down, he just threw it right back in the street. But it's just like... It's still in it's plain still view, yeah. And like, not only that, but that is someone's property. Um, whether you uh, agree with someone's ideology or not, that is someone's mm -hmm. property, and you still don't know if that's her house or not. I mean, you're assuming, but like, right, 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 right. The bet, the, the least you could do is go and put it back inside of that house. Uh -huh. And he did not do that. He threw it in the street. Then there's just the fact that he fucking like started going into this woman. And granted, she did say some questionable things that yes. you know she. Not to say that she didn't know any better because she's of a different like time and place, but he oh. he was the aggressor. He started into both her and him and Melody, really. But, but oh. he was the one that was just like, rather than like, oh, can we? I mean, they did say like, do you mind showing us that? But it's just like there was a much better way that they could have done it. But then the oh, fucking. Totally. To his surprise later being like, oh, I can't actually find the deed to their property sort of thing. So it's like he fucking like just as much as Melody, if not more so, because he was the one that actually was getting. I mean, she was doing it more um, like emotionally being like, yeah, you can go in home. He was the one that was just like get like pounding his chest and being like, this is our fucking place like the and then finding out that, oh, we didn't have it like oopsies and like when he found out that she died um like at least like melody was affected by that he was just like okay well we've got this going on though like you know like you've just like destroyed two people's lives and it's like <laughs> we got to deal with this shit and just things like that and I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go on too long about this because it's it's well, I would well, be upset yeah. if either what you or I won this one because they both suck. <laughs> uh, one thing my sister did mention, though, about him when he left Melody there in a huff and everything. She's like, oh, sure. Just leave your <laughs> your defenseless, emotional, <laughs> you know, like unhinged wild card of a friend behind to suffer, you know, and to inflict more damage, like you, you need at very at the very least evacuate her also because you don't know if her safety is in danger. You don't know if the the, the old lady's safety is going to be in danger because neither one of them seem to be of a right mind at this particular instance. And you just walk the fuck away. But a lot of people walk away in this movie, and that's another thing. That's another one of those issues that keeps it from <laughs> like cracking the top four for me. But um, <laughs> so there you go. All there right, you go. vote your heart, vote your conscience. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, uh, I just wanted to thank our newest Patreon supporter, Sarah Campbell. Uh, if you guys Yay. are, hey, if you guys are interested <laughs> in supporting the podcast, uh, it's 
not monetized on YouTube and currently, you know, it doesn't make anything on uh, podcast platforms or anything. So it's completely free for you to listen to. So if you want to support us and help us produce more of these, uh, feel free to look us up there. Uh, it's $1. You get to uh, listen to these episodes the Friday before they come out. Uh, so you get a little bit of a head start on that. And uh, if you want to explore even further, there are more benefits uh, for being in higher tiers. Um, having said that, though, if you are watching this on YouTube, you can listen to it. The RSS feed is uh, linked in the descriptions below. And if you are listening to this and you want to see our faces, you can go on YouTube at the Cherry Picker and watch that there. Uh, also, we have some reviews on Apple Podcasts, uh, which I will read to you. So, Hurrah. yes, we have two of them here. So from Chris Perks, 93, or is that Chris Perks? So Chris Perks, uh, hilarious and insightful <laughs> reviews. Love the podcast. So thank Aww. you for that, Chris. Thank and you. Thank you. From Joe of the Dreaming Insomniacs, uh, true fans and fantastic knowledge. These guys know their stuff. So much so that they deserve all of the love humanly possible. Please support this pod. Oh, wow. We need more content from creators like them. Heartfelt dedication and always a fun time. So thank we you. deserve love. Thank you for that. Those are, those are both. <laughs> That's really great. Sweet. Thank you. If you guys want to yeah. uh, leave a review, you can you can go on Apple Podcasts. This is this is really confusing to me because it's like I, I'm in Canada. And I like I yeah. have to like look at this app to, and it doesn't sh like I have to go to each region specifically. So I'm just like looking at the U.S. Oh. right now. Yeah, so it's just like people might be leaving reviews, and I have no idea. Mm. So I mean, if if you did leave a review, leave a comment on this video or like or any like where on the the cherry picker, just be like, hey, I left a review, and I'm in like this country. And then I might be able to find it uh, just to read it here. Um, and yeah, that's really frustrating. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to leave a review, uh, that's another way you can support the channel and just uh, help us out or the podcast and the channel. And uh, it really does help people uh, find the pod. It, so yeah, it by does. All means. Um, also, you can uh, you've already said it. Uh, if you want to uh, follow us on social media, Edward, yeah. uh -huh. you wanna, what's your uh, your Instagram handle again? At Edward is truth, all one word. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, mine is <laughs> retro bitch face, all one word. And uh, I'm also on Twitter at uh, Zach Cherry Eight. I think it, I I think that's what it was. I, I, it's linked in the description below. If if that's not true, do you have, you have Twitter too, right? I have Twitter, but I'm never on it. So just just. Go Just to go my to Instagram. Instagram. That's Instagram. where that's where I'm at. That's sure. what I pay attention and to. And then yeah. also, uh, if you didn't know, uh, if you're new to this podcast and you didn't come over from, from my main channel, we've got that over there, Zach Cherry. Uh, so you should go check out some of that as well. And uh, what do we got going on next week? Do you want to do you want to let them know? Sinister. Sinister. Sinister, <laughs> which is sinister because yeah, i think it's the, it's the 10th anniversary and i haven't seen it since oh, it came wow. out uh, in 2012 so this will be an interesting uh experience yeah experience
It's been a while. It has definitely been a while since that movie. I'm looking forward to it. I like that movie. Me too. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. We're going to, yeah, that's what, like I said, you have to watch something more than once to to find out. So join us again next week for Sinister. And we're going to find out who you picked for the cherry picker of Texas Chainsaw Massacre without the the. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back.